everybody. Welcome back. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. Happy <laughs> New, New Year. Year. And most importantly, <laughs> happy birthday to my cousin Brian. You Thank should tell me. <laughs> so we are going to have a great show today. I'm Donya. I'm Brian. And meet Mr. Melvin Collier. Hello. Guys, this is awesome. Hi. You guys just don't know. <laughs> Like, I'm so excited because I remember the first time that I contacted you on Our Black Ancestry because I was so blown that I'd seen you on Who Do You Think You Are with um, uh, Spike Lee. And I saw that and I looked at my mother. I was like, oh my God, I'm in the same group with Melvin Collier. So, <laughs> yeah, this was, that was, you were, you were my, you were my first celebrity genealogist. Oh, you call me a celebrity. Yeah, that's what you were to me. I mean, you know, now I'm your colleague. But it's like you were my first celebrity okay. genealogy. Well, I'm honored you said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Was, I, was very, I was very excited. But I don't want to be a celebrity. I'll I'm make that. None of us yeah. <laughs> so, Brian, let's talk about what's, what's up for today. I was going to leave you to do the introduction. Oh, okay. That's fine. Well, today we're talking to Melvin um, about his, and I was not able to pull up the name of the article, but Melvin wrote this awesome article. For those that don't know, Melvin um, is the founder of Roots Revealed blog. Very, very great blog that tells you all different kinds of stories and he, he gives you information about how to find your family within a story, which he helped me, again, um, Martha Brooks with my great-great-grandmother. If you had not wrote in one of your articles about how the, the 1860 and the 1850 census, they do the families in groups, I never, it never dawned on me to look at it like that. And it was because of that particular article when you did that, I was looking at it like, oh, okay, well, let me go back and look. And sure enough, there was my great-great-grandmother with her entire family. And once she was with her family, I was able to find everybody. So I went back further because of that. And um, it was in that particular article that, that helped me. So now you've written another article that is actually introducing DNA and... Um, how you found a family of people. Am I correct? That's correct. Um, my blog post from uh, last month in December was genetic genealogy repairs a dismantled family. Right. And so I had been researching, well, I've been researching since uh, 1993. Um, and um, I got, I was able to get back to my third great grandmother. Her name was Peggy Miley. So, um, I was able to find out who the last enslaver was. In that particular case, the last enslaver's widow was two households down. And he was the only man with that surname in the county. So it was easy to determine um, exactly who the last slave holder was. So, uh, and you know, you have to do some research on the slave, slave owner as well. So I was able to ascertain that he had migrated from Alabama to Mississippi. So, uh, but however, my third great grandmother was from Tennessee. So that, you know, in genealogy, you make, uh, you make some uh, educated uh, theories or yes. hypotheses. Yes. So one of my hypotheses was, okay, she was from Tennessee, uh, whereas my great, great, great grandfather was from Alabama. 
uh, it just seems like, okay, maybe the last slaveholder purchased her from somewhere. So my question was, how can I trace back to her origins? What are her origins? She was in the 1870 census, the head of household, had kids in the house, um, and uh, I just didn't know anything about her. You know, where did, she, where did, they, where did the Milam family, how did the Milam family obtain this, you know, this Tennessee-born uh, ancestor of mine? Whereas they came from Alabama. So... Uh, one of the strategies I used was, okay, Melvin, see if you can find out what uh, the family considered her main name to be. And that may give you some clues as to tracing back her family. So uh, she had like 12 kids. I was, I was able to find a death certificate of like four of her kids. And um, on two of the death certificates, they mentioned a different maiden name for her. One of them said that her maiden name was uh, Margaret Briscoe. And another one said that her maiden name was uh, Margaret Warren. So I was like, okay, you know, they're confused about what her maiden name was, but oftentimes that confusion may lead to something. Right. Uh, so uh, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to consider there's something going on here. While some people say Briscoe, while, while the informant say Briscoe and another informant says Warren. Mm -hmm. So um, I just started researching and I did not find anybody with that surname within the county. So, you know, another strategy is research the neighboring counties. Right. So, uh, Marshall County was like 10 to 15 miles away. And I knew that the slave owner, he had family over in Marshall County. So, I said, you know, you know, you form these, like I said, you form these theories. I said, well, it's plausible to assert that, you know, maybe, you know, while going over to Marshall County, he may have purchased an enslaved person and brought him 10 miles over into the next county. Right. Because, you know, his father was over there in Marshall County. I mean, his brothers were all over in Marshall County. He was the only one that moved to Tate County. So uh, I decided to concentrate on Marshall County since I didn't have any luck with Tate County. And lo and behold, uh, I, was, uh, I decided to go down to the Mississippi Department of Archives. Mm -hmm. And uh, I pulled the Marshall County probate records. And I was like, okay, maybe I can find some type of record, maybe like a bill of sale or something that, you know, showing where Joseph Milam purchased, you know, Margaret from either a Briscoe or a Warren. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was one of the theories I was working on. So um, I'm scrolling the microfilm. I see the surname Briscoe and Warren all through, and I was re I'm reading the uh, property deeds. Mm -hmm. And within all those property deeds, there was this uh, a bill of sale. Uh, a man named Edward Warren was uh, essentially selling six slaves to his cousin, mm. who was a Briscoe. And I was like, okay, this is something. Mm -hmm. And then among the, those six enslaved people was a Margaret, which is, a, which is the official name for Peggy. Right. And the age match, uh, some of the names of the other enslaved people that was listed in the family group, you know, were names that were kept, passed down in my family. And I was like... Wait a minute, you know. So, so I start putting two and two together. I was like, Wait a minute, this—that's that's her. Yeah, that's her. You know, you know, you know. Immediately, you know, immediately, I'm sitting there like, you know, chills going through my body. I'm sitting there on microfilm now. Might not start crying. A yeah, bit. I'm like, this got to. I was like, this got to be her because look at all of the uh, the pieces that are falling together. But I needed that proof. So um, I always believed it was her, and then DNA hit the scene. So, and now I started tracing some of those people that was listed, you know, in that family group in that 1839 D. Sure enough, they were coming up as DNA matches. Mm. Some of, uh, one, uh, a brother ended up in Marshall County. He, uh, he was never taken away. 
Whereas my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother was taken over to the next county about 20 miles away. And then some of them ended up in Arkansas. So all the, you know, people started taking these DNA tests. And I have the information before me to identify, you know, who uh, Grandma Peggy's siblings were and parents. Right. So these are my fourth great-grandparents as well that was listening to the deed. Mm -hmm. So uh, all the DNA uh, started coming in. I started researching the trees of these DNA matches and were able to link them back to uh, the siblings. And that's how I was able to use DNA to uh, put her family tree back together. Right. You know, she was separated from her parents and her siblings. Uh, a brother uh, ended up staying in the county of Marshall County, whereas she had several siblings that were taken to Arkansas. But we were all sharing DNA, shared matches with each other. Wow. So it was obvious. So uh, when I wrote that post in December, I said, okay, this is a good case. It was yeah. a very good case. So I, And I had written about it before when I found one of her brothers. And uh, I said, I'm going to put all of this together, uh, show how uh, descendants of each, you know, three of her siblings are sharing DNA with my mother, my aunt, and my uncle, and then how all of us are, you know, connected. shared, are connected. So I said, that would be an excellent, excellent case to put on my blog. So, and it was. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. So I wish that the guy that Donnie and I were having a Twitter conversation, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it a Twitter conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Could have either listened to this bit or have read your, your article. Yes. Because he was of the opinion that black people couldn't do their, do their genealogy because of, because of slavery. Uh -huh. I hear that all the time. And that, that bothers me sometimes when I read articles that essentially state that African Americans can't trace their family roots before 1870. Yeah. Or it's extremely rare. That bothers me. I mean, uh, I think one thing we both know that there is a you know certain level of difficulty in doing it, but it's definitely not impossible. Not impossible. It's yes. You just got to you know hone on on those clues, uh, employ the right methodologies, and just don't give up. You know, and then and, and think outside of the box. Yeah, and, exactly. And I think yeah. that's what our kind of community of black researchers have been trying to do for a long time. Because you, know, you have us, you have Black Pro Gen, you have um, Angela Walton Raji, you have all of these people. Bennett. Bennett, you mm -hmm, have all mm -hmm. of these, you know, Black genealogists out there, share, you know, sharing our wisdom, sharing our strategies. Right. Because there is no easy way to do it. No, because no. enslaved people didn't all experience, even though they all experienced being enslaved. Right. Their experiences within slavery were very different. Yes. So you're always having to think outside of the box, you know, what where can I find their footprints? Where can I start picking up picking up their trail? Exactly. And that's what I loved about the the workshop that you had that you that you did that's posted online. Um, I think you have, I can't remember where it is, but you have to be a member. Oh okay. Uh, to, uh, the, the the webinar. The I think webinar. I did that like four years ago. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah. kind of the the article that you wrote was an up almost like an update of that, of that webinar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with, with um, slave ancestral research, you basically have to look for clues and research and make, make reasonable um, uh, uh, theories or hypotheses as to, you know, okay, I want to try to find who the last slaveholder was. Yeah. So um, there's no clear-cut, you know, way to do it. You just, you just know to look for certain things and uh, do certain methodologies, but I would never, I would never tell anybody that they're doing it the wrong way. 
-hmm. It's just because, you know, people are, you know, they have different approaches to attacking it. So, you know, I guess uh, one of the main methodologies would be to at least try to uh, research that person back to the 1870 census. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my thing is now I look in the neighborhood. I I will scroll images. If it's not obvious who the last slave holder may have been, you know, try to find any clues like next door neighbor. Yeah. Say for an example, um, I have a, a relative who's in the 1870 census. Uh, the surname, there was no white people in the area with that surname. So uh, I started researching the uh, immediate, his immediate neighbors, who, mm-hmm. who white families who, uh, you know, were farmers. So I say, okay, it's possible because as you know, uh, a lot of times, uh, many of our enslaved ancestors, they didn't venture too far away from uh, the, the farm they had been enslaved on. So uh, a lot of times they stayed in the area because, you know, essentially they didn't have anywhere to go, you know. So they had to make a life in freedom now, uh, you know, essentially in the same area. Well, that's that's the world that they knew. Yeah, that's the world that they do. Yeah. So uh, the neighbor, uh, for this one particular person, uh, the surname was uh, Boyce. But there were no white bosses in the immediate area. So our, uh, one of the slave owners, uh, they lived in the area. And I researched the wife. And the wife's maiden name was Boyce. Yes. And she ended up being uh, how uh, that particular family member uh, mm-hmm. was enslaved there. You know, she had inherited him from her father. And he elected to go in that surname. Even though her surname was Bobo. You know, she had married a Bobo, but her mm-hmm. main name was Boyce. And this particular uh, enslaved ancestor took the surname Boyce. So, uh, so you got you to, gotta, you know, just employ all types of uh, research skills and methodologies, you know, to find out the, the great clue or the clue that would take you over the wall as far as, you know, finding that last slave owner and whatever you have to do, you know. And then I have an easy case where, Another ancestor, my great-great-grandmother, Polly Partee, she was right next door to a white Partee widow lady, and turns out, you know, her husband was indeed the last slave owner, and they took the surname Partee as well. Mm -hmm. So you just have to really uh, hone in on your research skills, look for clues in the 1870 census that that may help you determine, okay, who was the last enslaver of this person? Yes. And your boy's example is really good because <clears throat> I'm at the moment I'm writing an article about dowry slaves. Okay. okay. So that's dowry, D-O-W-R-Y. Again, if your ancestors were enslaved, that's something that you're going to have to wrap your head around. Yeah. And basically what the dowry slave was is when a woman or a girl from an enslaving family got married, mm-hmm. her parents or parent would give her as part of her marriage dowry enslaved people. Yeah. And actually, especially in our South Carolina ancestry, I'm finding what I'm calling the the Thomas Jefferson effect. Okay. Where a lot, some of the some of the girls, especially the personal servants that are the dowry slaves, mm-hmm. were actually the half sisters of the woman who was you know marrying you know marrying okay. Uh, okay. you know kind of taking them with them. Okay. And her husband. Who was effectively sleeping with his sister-in-law? His sister-in-law, right? Was, uh, was fathering children. Mm. Wow! So I see why you named it Thomas Jefferson. That's a, that's a great name for it. That's exactly, uh, yes. that's exactly for, the, for those of you who are familiar with the history, <laughs> Sally Hemings was Thomas Jefferson's sister-in-law. His wife was her half-sister. Yep. 
So that's oh, why we I got can... that going on now. We do three yeah. three families. Three, three different families. Oh. We have actually had that going on with the Moses, mm -hmm. our fourth great grandfather, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then his his more than likely his first wife is the sister to his father's wife. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because right. my mom is carrying all this Henderson DNA. Uh -huh. We're trying to figure out why in the world, but she carries the Williams DNA too. Okay. Okay. I'm like, but. You pulling a whole bunch of his wife's stuff too, uh -huh, so uh -huh. like yeah, more than likely somebody is siblings. It's something going on. It's something there. going on. Yeah, Which, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Everyone who watches the show and reads, you know, reads my articles knows I'm not a fan of through lines. Okay. But we have actually, through the mistakes that through line have made, uh huh, they've actually led us in the right direction. Yeah, I read your blog post about that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so yeah. Once, uh, once we once I actually understood where the error was yeah. and kind of weeded out and got people to change their trees. So yeah. I was then left with kind of correct trees to compare against. Uh -huh. I'm like, okay, baby, you're still showing that you're a Henderson or it's, it's showing that your mother is still a Henderson. Let me, let me take a look. Let me go back into those deeds. Let uh -huh. me go back into those enslavers probate records. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, there's your mother. She, oh, was, she wow. was there the whole time. Wow. Yeah. Speaking but, of through lines, um, I feel what you're saying. I use it for hints and clues. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, what is it? Through lines is what? Artificial intelligence. It's, 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 it's we're, we're related. Right. It's what we're related at. Yeah, it's artificial intelligence. They're using an algorithm, and the, the algorithm is essentially comparing people's family trees until they find that, mm -hmm. that match, and then they dish out a result. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, yes, there's going to be a plethora of mistakes with through lines. But at the same time, I, I do use it for... Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, there's a case where I have not um, officially confirmed like uh, a sibling of an ancestor or the parents of an ancestor, mm -hmm. but you know I have um, you know the body of circumstantial evidence to argue that this person is either a sibling or a parent. Right. But I just don't. I'm not feel comfortable just to saying okay, this person was right. indeed. So. Um, I have added people in my family tree, and I made an icon that says, do not copy. Which people will <laughs> ignore. You know, <laughs> I'm getting to that. Do not copy, not confirmed, uh, or I, I have one that says DNA theory only, you know. And I'll add it because I want to see if, uh, you know, if the, uh, the uh, program would find matching DNA descendants of that person to help me mm -hmm. to, you know, kind of build the case right. with uh, DNA that this person was indeed a sibling or an ancestor. So I do use it in that regards, but like you said, it contains a lot of mistakes uh, because it's, it's essentially a computer algorithm dishing out, you know, mm. you know so obviously it's going to be a lot of mistakes. Yeah. So, uh, but you can utilize it to help you find clues to build your case on a particular genealogical situation that you're trying to prove. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I have a love-hate relationship with through <laughs> But I did read your article and that was, you know, it was, it was, it was really great, you know, that you were able to, you know, you know, solve that puzzle with through lines, you know. Mm -hmm. So you just, like Gina, you just never know what you're going to find. You just got to research. True. Yeah. You know, but like what? I said, you, know, you made a really, you know, and again, you made a really good argument, which is how I kind of use through lines. Mm -hmm. It's just really good for providing hints. Yes, yeah, yeah. But you still have to do the heavy lifting, and you still have yes. to do the he the heavy research work. Yeah. And while I'm on the topic, 
can I just say that if, if you have if you have something in your family tree where someone born in 1806 was oh. the, was the mother of someone born in 1794, it's a neat trick if you can do it. But look, that's let me, look, look, look. <laughs> but that's let me apologize right now <laughs> for those that saw me that week uh -huh. because when I tell you I was losing my mind, I actually kind of snapped on Facebook. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. I'm like, why in the world would you put my grandmother as somebody who was born to somebody after should that person after, be born? Oh, wow. When I tell you I was so... <laughs> angry uh -huh. but i started to figure out because and and i don't know if you share your tree with anybody yeah i do my tree is public okay but yeah. no what i mean by like brian is on my tree he has okay. access to my tree oh okay and so okay. i don't know if you do that but you need to check your tree for for, for that because okay. people can remove stuff That's oh why no, I okay i see what you're talking yours, about yours is slightly different i and donia had a really bad problem yeah. with her tree where uh -huh. people that had guests, not editing, not admin privileges. Uh -huh. It was guest privileges. privileges. They were able to delete your records. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, wow. And it wow. messed my tree up so bad uh -huh. that it put my grandmother as the child of some. My grandmother was born in 1898, okay. but they had somebody born in like 1905 as her mother. Wow. And I'm, the, I'm like, what a. You know, <laughs> just kind of. Yeah, I kind of freaked out. But you know what? And something I have realized is that with genealogy, you're going to have to do some critical thinking. How about that? Mm -hmm. And I realized that... We talk about critical thinking all the time. Yeah, you're going to have to do some critical thinking. And I realized that some people need help with that. And there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. You know? right. There are some aspects of critical thinking I can use myself. But um, uh, you're going to have to employ some critical thinking. So if a person is, uh, is, was born in 1850, and then clearly uh, you got down the person's father is being born in 1842, that's you know, impossible. that's impossible. It's an eight-year-old. Right, right, <laughs> you right, know, it's, right. It's impossible. Well, I had a situation, too, where, oh, I got extremely angry. Uh, not extremely angry. I just got upset. Uh, one person, um, she was indeed a DNA match. So uh, I looked on our family tree, and uh, it was it was another it was another line on my father's side that she was related to. She wasn't related through my father's great grandfather, Bob Ely. So, but she had uh, Bob Ely as her ancestor on her family tree, and uh, her argument was, "Well, I match I match your father and you, and you all are Ely." So clearly, this confirms that I'm also a descendant of Bob Ely. Because she did have Ely's in her family tree, but her Ely's were from, uh, I think, Virginia. Okay. She just did a name matching. Yeah. That's what they do. She I mean, just did a name don't... matching and then just saw, okay, this person is a DNA match. He has Ely's. I have mm -hmm. Ely's. So this is much how, you know. Yeah. So, and she added it to her family tree. And mind you, all her family was in Virginia. Mm. My family, the immediate generation of my family, in Mississippi. <laughs> so... I wrote her a nice, cordial message. I said, I noticed that you are a DNA, DNA match to my father, but it's definitely not on your Ely side. I said, um, uh, your ancestor was not the son of Big Bob Ely. And, and I pointed out, I said, you'll note that in the you know, 1880 and 1900 census, mm -hmm. all of your family is in Virginia. Right. Whereas my family in Mississippi. So there's no way. It's, it's impossible. There's no way that my ancestor could father... You know, two uh, two families 
in states that are 800 miles away at the same time. It's not, it's not possible. Which, you know, and again, wow. learning about and understanding things like central organs and SNPs, that also would, would, would give an indication. I mean, if, say for instance, this lady, you, you were only sharing like 3.5 to like 4 CMs. Mm -hmm. That's already automatically telling you that that's far, that's Way that's back. going back a couple of generations. Yeah, that's yeah, that's real. So far. we have yeah. a question. First, um, Sherry Tarver wanted to say Melvin. She borrowed that red icon. <laughs> and then we have a question from Elizabeth Torres. She says, "Do you have to link your DNA to the tree to get through lines to give you hints on a hypothetical ancestor?" Yes. 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 You definitely. <laughs> you definitely have to link your family tree. To your DNA account because through lines will not read uh, and y'all can verify this for me through lines will not read uh, unlinked trees right. no, no it would search unlinked trees that but, but you, it, doesn't read them. it doesn't read them so yeah you definitely have to uh, attach a family tree to your DNA account and I employ everybody if, if you're comfortable with uh, attaching a family tree to your uh, DNA account, please do so. Yeah. Because that, that will help you and that will help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that will help us all. That will help us all. <laughs> but again, keeping in mind that ancestry is largely, I call it crowdfunded kind of okay. results. Okay. So because so many of us from the old 96th district of South Carolina specifically have mm -hmm. built out our trees, mm -hmm. there's at least 50 of us with mostly correct, I mean, hardly any of us have 100% correct, mm -hmm. but mostly correct trees, well-sourced, well-sided. Right. So people who, now newbies, who have ancestry in that part of South Carolina are doing their DNA test. They're only putting four or five people in and bam, they're getting common ancestor hints. Bam, yeah. they're, getting, mm. you know, they're getting those through lines. Okay. Yeah, okay. I have this one lady who, she doesn't, she doesn't match me DNA-wise, but she's popping up on through lines and she's a Brooks. And she has Peter Brooks. Now, for, you don't know this, but originally my great-great-grandmother was owned by Preston Brooks' family. Okay. So I'm actually a Brooks. I'm not a Yeldale. Okay. Even though that's my family name, mm -hmm. we actually have shared DNA with the Brooks, the white Brooks line. Okay. Um, but she, in 1870, my great-great-grandmother went by Brooks and had her children listed as Brooks. That's the brook she has on her tree. She oh. has Peter Brooks on her tree. Okay. She didn't go further because in 1880, his name was now Peter Yeldale. Oh. So I've been trying to get in touch with this lady to let her know, you know, we might be related. It may be far down, and that might be why the uh -huh. DNA is not popping up. Uh -huh. But you have your Martha Brooks's wrong. wrong. <laughs> that information is way off and uh -huh. incorrect. And Did I, she correct her tree? She has not even contacted me yet. Really? But yet she says on her thing that she researches daily. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to just keep sending you messages because I, I need to know. Cause, mm -hmm. And then she's from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're under the we are understanding that everybody from Edgefield, the 96th district, is related. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. just that simple, and um, <laughs> there's no doubt in, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, you know what? And I can understand to agree. You know, people see uh, certain things in the you know whatever record that's in on Ancestry.com, like the censuses and stuff, and. You know, it 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 uh it seems like it's a it's a fit. Mm -hmm. 
and then they get excited because, mm -hmm. you know, ooh, I've just taken my family tree back another generation. I think I'm being ready to take my mm -hmm. family tree back another generation. And they get excited and they want to believe that, okay, this is them. I know this is them. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, but, you know, once they do more in-depth research, they'll, you know, they'll find they'll out. They'll find that it's not It's right. not them. I mean, right. I think in genealogy, we all, uh, we're all going to make some mistakes. Of course. I have, I have made several mistakes where I have concluded certain things and then I went back and found other, you know, good documents that really gave me a, a huge clue and was able to like, okay, uh, I made the wrong assertion here. And just like in my uh, last blog post, uh, the genetic genealogy blog post, I talked about how I had assumed uh, one thing right. and now I have the evidence to mm -hmm. show that something else was taking place. So you just have to keep searching and keep mm -hmm. collecting that evidence. You know, just don't don't see one document and, and it looks like it fits within your family, you know, mm -hmm. and then make a conclusion that this is your people too. Right. You know, you're going to end up traveling down the wrong road. You just got to keep researching to, you know, confirm and verify. Right. You know, I tell people exactly all the time. Yeah, well, verify, verify, verify. Right. That's yeah. how Donnie and I actually met online. Really? I was still living in England at the time. Mm -hmm. Donnie was just outside of D.C. I had written this blog post about my two times great-grandmother called Emily Peterson. Now, there were two Emily Petersons in Edgefield in the same town, and there was like 18 months difference between the two. Oh, wow. Only okay. one of them was going to be my two times grandmother. Mm -hmm. The other one was going to, I knew the other one was going to be a family relation, but wasn't going to be my direct line. Mm -hmm. And I spent a year, and like I said, I wrote a blog post going, I don't know which, which one of these two women mm -hmm. is my actual ancestor and who's the family member. And um, eventually was able to work it out. Um, thankfully worked it out correctly. But it's, again, things like naming conventions are yes. really, really important clues. Yes. And it does give yes. us pause, because again, you know, we have a fa an ancestral family called Brunson. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, mm -hmm. if they had a girl, her name is Carrie. Carrie. Oh, okay, okay. Every okay. single, so you can imagine there's 10 kids, mm -hmm. all of them, if they have a daughter, and, you know, from the male down, had they, had, they had a Carrie. <laughs> so whenever we come across a new Carrie Brunson, uh -huh. we have to really sit there and go, which which, after, So then that's when you have to like start adding, you know, adding people to the trees. You still have to try to find their their death records, their mm -hmm. merit. Well, mm -hmm. South Carolina marriage records aren't very useful in that. Oh aspect. no, no, that's because like Virginia, yeah, yeah. they will they will give you the names of at least one parent, mm -hmm. if not both of them. Right. South Carolina, no, no, yeah. they don't give you no. anything. So yeah. you, you need yeah. those death certificates, you need those obituaries yes. if they if they had them. Yes, and I love North Carolina research too. I mean, really? do y'all have research? I, I don't do. know. I think North Carolina is like one of the best. That's just my personal opinion. As far as finding, uh, you know, they have like, 
you know, co- cohabitation records, that next to parents. You know, all of their death certificates are online. I wish my family would let me they come had, out of they had, marriage, <laughs> they had marriage bones. They have marriage bones. Wow, see, they, you know that the part that I've researched, though, they just won't leave Edgefield. Oh, really? Okay. They just, I can't get out of there. Well, Mississippi is the same way. I think Mississippi is very hard to research online. Yeah, you, know, you a have lot of, to get there. Yeah, you have to get there. You, you know. have to get there. Yeah, you have I to get there. I can believe that. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. for South Carolina where it gets easier is when you can start making connections. Because they all go back to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Even right. if they went right. from Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, or straight from Virginia to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. For us, all roads go back to Virginia. Virginia, yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm a mixture because uh, I'm from Mississippi, as you probably can tell with my accent that I'm proud of. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, you know, the immediate generations of my family are all from Mississippi up until, like, my uh, great and great-great-grandparents, you know, they were part of that domestic slave trade from the Upper South down to the uh, Deep South. So uh, uh, once I get back five, four or five generations, you know, my family is from South Carolina, Virginia, all of those states in the, in you the have, Upper You have in Edgeville, you have people in Edgeville, don't you? Uh, Abbeville. Abbeville. Yeah. It's all yes. the same. It's all the same. It really right. is. It's, right. all, it's all the same spot. Right. You, my mom shares with somebody for you. We were really? Talking, yeah, we talked about it briefly. But okay, we need to follow we, up on that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have no idea. But, yeah, my mom shared. I don't think it was with your father. You said, because it's like three different people that you, it's some DNA. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. But Abbeville, Edgefield, mm-hmm. Saluda, Newberry, well, not Saluda, but Abbeville, Edgefield, um, Newberry, Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Newberry, that was all one, one thing. thing. Yeah. So when, because yeah. during yeah. that time period, that's mm-hmm. why we have the, um, the DNA thing, the mm-hmm. DNA project, mm-hmm. because at one point, that was one big, big land county. mass. Yeah. And all of our families lived on it. Oh, yes. And instead of them moving, lines was just drawn Let's between just draw. their houses. Right. And so now, when originally they were in the 96, now you got half of them in Abbeville, another half in Newbury, another, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they're all over the place. So, yeah, we probably, you probably related to us too. Yeah, and then you brought up <laughs> a good point with, uh, with genealogy. You definitely have to study when the county was formed. Lord have mercy. You have to. Or, you know, there'll be certain situations where a county was formed after slavery. Yes. And then you would think that your family was in this particular county. Yes. And then um, uh, they were actually, you think, and then you actually find them in another county and thought they had moved, but they didn't go nowhere. (laughs) The county boundary, you know, were changed. So you definitely, that's a good point. You definitely have to research the county. You know, learn the history of the county to see when it was formed, what other counties it was formed from. So, you know, you... You can direct your research into those counties as well, you know, if you're trying to find, you know, your family, you right. know, so. You yeah. have to do that. Yeah, yeah. And you also have to learn a lot about history, yes. especially how that colony was formed. Mm-hmm. Because I, Donnie and I have spoken about this a lot. I couldn't understand why I was getting such strong matches in the Caribbean. Because oh, wow. as far as I was concerned, none of my ancestors came from that. Mm-hmm. But then I learned about how South Carolina, how the Carolina territory yeah. itself, that's both now North and South. Yeah got formed, and you have people like the Bulls and Middletons and Izzards all coming from Barbados, mm-hmm. bringing hundreds of enslaved people with them okay. in Charleston. Okay. And when you start looking at the names of 
they're enslaved people. It's mm -hmm. like the, I call it the proto-Gullah-Gucci community, because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I don't think that's how they would have seen themselves all the way back then. Clearly, people from 96th District got enslaved people from, from those, because the oh. basically those families were huge slave importers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so they got their population from there and trekked them halfway across South Carolina and popped them in the old 96th Yeah, and I, I think, because I'm getting a, a lot of Caribbean matches on both my father's side and my mother's side. And I, have, I don't have a clue. And one match is pretty strong, whereas uh, on a particular chromosome, all of the people that are triangulating on that chromosome are from the Caribbean. And I, and you know, I traced it back to my mother's paternal great grandmother. So you know, I don't have the uh, documentation, but somebody in her family was brought up from the Caribbean. It's kind of obvious. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So I would actually say that once you start hitting the Carolinas, like in that the really like late 1600s, early 1700s, mm -hmm. if you're showing, it's going to be 50-50. Your the enslaved people either came from Africa or the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. It's going to be one of one of the two. But if you, you know, if you come from the deep south mm -hmm. and you're showing Caribbean, probably try to get your ancestry back to um to the Carolinas and then, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it like Brian said, as far as history is concerned, everybody comes from the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Technically. Technically, right. <laughs> you know, technically right. we all come from one of those 13 colleges. Yes. And you were saying critical thinking is, is a, a necessary thing. Common sense is a necessary oh, thing, yeah. too. Yeah. You know, because common sense will let you know, okay, well, no, I'm not from, oh, yeah, my family been in, uh, been in, in, in Louisiana since the hundreds. Okay, but it wasn't there. It wasn't so there. I, <laughs> so well, you actually, need to, it's your bad, but I'm using it as a, you know, I'm using it as a, as a, as a, as a you know, as okay. a, yeah. Okay. But the thing is, is that if it's not there, then mm -hmm. it can't be. Right. And you right. have to know when those things are. I mean, Sheila, she drilled in me. She kept telling me over, Donya, you need to learn your maps. I don't mm. want to learn maps. I don't, I don't want to do that. No, you need, you to. need to learn your maps. <laughs> yeah. You need to learn your map. You need to learn the topography. You need to learn. You need to learn. You need to know what that is. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I did it, and and now I, Sheila and Brian had everything to do with my book, okay. and they had even more to do with that first chapter. Okay, I'm still mad at Brian for making me write it. <laughs> but because I had to research it in order to write uh -huh. it, but I'm glad that mm -hmm. I did that because now I know the history of the Carolinas. Forget South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I know the history of the Carolinas. Carolina, so I gave yeah. the dates and this, that, and the other. And it's so funny because when people talk to me about it, they're like, "How do you know those dates?" I said, "Blame Brian and Shilda. Shilda. That's all I said. <laughs> Blame them." But Miss Torres responded and she said she made a separate tree. She said a lot. So I'm going to go down. She said that she she had some incorrect hints over and over, even when she did it. And she said finally occurred to her that people had copied her tree. And, and so through lines was getting bad info because it was directing her back to that same person. Mm -hmm. So she said she's made now. That's the reason I made a separate tree to figure things out. But I changed it to private and unsearchable. But I was thinking maybe I should try to see if Three Lines picks up the corrected one, and I've got one. I've got an answer for her. Yeah, but yeah, that's what too. she needs. She, yeah. So actually, um, 
Elizabeth, that's exactly the problem that I was having with through lines. Um, people had some seriously jacked up trees. I reached out to everyone that, um, that I could find that had really messed up trees and explained where the errors were. I pointed them not only to my tree, but loads of, loads of other people's trees so they could get the correct information. But what Krista Cohen, or Cowan, from Ancestry um, yeah, suggested, and it, was, it actually worked, and it was a brilliant suggestion, was if you don't have the name of a mother, mother and father, just create, a, a, just create an empty parent label. So even if you put unknown Jones as the father and just unknown mother, add those labels, and then basically through lines will ignore all the other wrong trees, and it will try to start working on the, the DNA side. Because mm. that really, that completely cleared That's it up for me. That's how you got the... the, okay. the was that Moses Williams thing? Just yeah. you were annoyed. I was mm. furious. <laughs> yeah, we get angry. We get angry. You just get annoyed. We get completely angry. <laughs> because we again, go off. well, you know what? If you had, if you had a camera in my in my house, <laughs> when I'm looking at and reading these people family trees, you'd be like, "Ooh, I didn't know Melvin had that side to him." It will. It, it, it's very because my thing has always been I hate incorrect information. And I don't like inaccurate information being passed down. Right. Because my thing is, you know, a hundred years from now, a whole group of people can be believing this stuff is fact. You know? So, and I'm like, that bothers me. You know, I'm like, no, this is not correct. That so I've done the same thing. I've reached out to people. I said, and then, you know, you, you be cordial. And then you, I give them references. Uh, you know, if you take a look in this census, you will see blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't say, you know, hey, this is wrong. Correct it. You know? Right. I just... <laughs> Well, I guess, even though that's what I'm saying in my mind. I guess before, I, I didn't really dwell on it, and mm -hmm. I didn't really think about it because it didn't impact me. Mm -hmm. Because those kind of mistakes don't seem to have influenced, um, what were those things called? DNA circles. Mm. DNA oh, yeah. circles seem to have been completely driven by, by DNA, mm -hmm. not, not by other people's trees, mm -hmm. where through lines is almost the exact opposite of that. So basically now people have really messed up trees. Oh, yeah. And you're even trying to get just decent clues, mm -hmm. not confirmed information, but just decent clues from through lines. Yeah. You can't even get that. Right. No. no. Well, no. that's a perfect segue into the other thing that we wanted to talk to you about, which was history as a whole. Mm -hmm. How do you, as a genealogist, now... Before uh, compare it to Black History Month because this is our opening segment, you know, as far as Black History Month is concerned. How does how did the uh, how did being a becoming the researcher like when you thought about history before you started researching as a genealogist compared to and looking at Black History Month compared to being a genealogist and looking at Black History Month? So much wrong information is out there, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and or just not enough of the information is out there. Right. How, what was it the effect for you? Um, for me, genealogy has had a astounding effect. Well, for one thing, you know, when you get into genealogy, it's for me, and I'm sure as for you too as well, you not only just think about, you know, what, what, what their names were, where did they live, you kind of start, you know, imagining what their life was yes. like. Mm. And then that, that kind of uh, entices you to read more history books mm -hmm. in order to understand what your ancestors, as well as what your enslaved ancestors, had to endure. So it, it forces you to really 
understand history more mm -hmm. and to realize the the strength and resiliency of your ancestors and you like you, and you start thinking about you know all that they had to endure and you and it gives you a greater sense of pride to know that wow I descend from a mighty strong people Ooh, because yes. they had to endure a lot yeah I have you know I have sat on my couch and just kind of ponder what if I had been like a 15 year old kid sold away from my mother and father and never saw him again. That would be devastating. And, and you know, to only, to, to realize that, you know, um, a good majority of our enslaved ancestors had to endure that emotional pain, but yet their lives still went on. And to me, I find that remarkable. You know, you know they had that kind of strength. So even when, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, as you know, black history, you know, we focus on, uh, you know, you know, like Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, the noble people. And that's good. That's fine. But I also, for Black History Month, for me, I still think about my own ancestors. How about that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm so proud of it, you yes. know. So it has strengthened my, uh, I would say it was strengthened my uh, uh, joy in celebrating black history. Because now I can tell the stories of my ancestors you know, as well as how they were affected. I personalized history with the names of my own ancestors, you know, as well. Mm -hmm. So that gives me a great sense of uh, strength. And, you know, when you're going through hard times and, you know, you just think about, you know what? If my ancestors can my endure... My hard. Right, exactly. <laughs> you be like, my so, times ain't so hard. Get it together, Melvin. <laughs> you can do this. Yep. <laughs> you know, wow, that's the same thought I have how, you, always yeah, had lately yeah, with me and yeah. you know with with my what it's done for me it's the reason why like I was telling you earlier I created a whole new Facebook page mm -hmm. called Today's Me Finding Black History because I personally got tired of talking about the same noble people. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, I think that there are others out there and the one thing that researching did for me was allow me to find out that there are, there really are others out there. I mean, Brian has one mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now that he's working on who is hit one of his ancestors. He need to be in, he needs to be in history books. Mm -hmm. Point blank. Yeah. Like, you're no, no yeah. cut cards or nothing. This man did stuff in Iowa mm -hmm. that needs to be known. And mm. they don't know it. No one knows it. I mean, I have an ancestor who did stuff that needs to be known. Mm -hmm. I have an uncle that did stuff that, that needs, needs to, to be, be known. known. Right. And, and these things aren't out there because if they're not known because they're our family, mm -hmm. but known because this is the kind of stuff that lifts our children up. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad you said that, too, because you... This is crazy. I'm, I'm going to share this story with you. Uh, it, was, uh, it was about, I guess, about 10 years ago because my niece was... Uh, she was in... Um, I would say sixth or seventh grade, and I had gone home uh, to Mississippi that particular weekend, and um, so she uh, sat down at the table with me, and uh, she knew I, she knows that I'm into uh, black history and genealogy, and she said, Uncle Melvin, we talking about the Civil War uh, in our history class. I said, oh, really? That's so why I, I asked her, I said, um, did they mention that uh, over 200,000 African-American uh, men fought in the Civil War? I said, did your teacher mention that? She said, no. Mm -mm. I said, she didn't mention none about the black participation in the Civil War. That black men fought in the Civil War Not for the Union. Not in Mississippi. So, yeah, this is a school in Mississippi. Not in Mississippi. So she, she was like, no. 
I, so I told her, I said, yeah, well, you know, uh, you have at least two ancestors who were soldiers in the Civil War. I kid you not, her face lit up like a Christmas tree. Mm. And she said, wait, wait a minute, I'm going to get a tablet. <laughs> I'm going to get a pencil and paper. I got to write this down. I got to tell my teacher. Yeah. She funny. can relate, you know, her own family to that segment of history. And she could not wait to go back and uh, tell her class and her teacher, number one, black people fought in the Civil War. Right. Number one. And number two, I had a third great grandfather who was with the 59th Regiment. And it gave her the opportunity to do what white children have been able to do all their yep. life. Yep. Yep. You know, they've been able to say, George Washington is my fourth great grandfather. Mm -hmm. That made a difference. Made a difference. It just makes a difference. It's they a psychological just, thing. It makes a difference in here. It, it does. Yeah, it it yeah. makes an entire difference. So to sit up here and to constantly look at when you or I or Brian are talking and come out your mouth and say, oh, you guys are speaking revisionist history. No, darling, you were taught revisionist history. Right. All okay, I have I'm, to say I'm is... <laughs> we don't want to get you upset. <laughs> all I have to say is... Get a membership and go visit Fall 3. I was blown away when I started seeing um, Revolutionary War service cards mm -hmm. for black men. I'm wow. like, get out of here. Yeah. And I'm looking, yeah. especially you're talking about North Carolina. A mm -hmm. lot of my North Carolina family did. That, mm -hmm. That's how they got their land in places like Warren and Halifax and Northampton counties. Oh, wow. That they, was in my county, too. They fought. Wow. Okay. And then they got the, um, they got the, the service land as... It's kind of their, their reward for fighting. And the younger generation needs to know that. Yeah. You know? I swear to God, within an hour, I must have gone through about 500 service cards of mm -hmm. black men mm -hmm. who fought in the revolution. Mm. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that this time is gone. Like, no, you have to come back. <laughs> okay. You have yeah, to come I'll be back. glad to come back. And I want to thank you all for inviting me. I, you know, I'm not a big person on videos and talking and stuff. Because I'm a little bit, like yeah, I'm a little bit introverted. <laughs> so, but I don't mind. You know, we can do this again. I don't mind. You, you know? need to come on one of our bit days. Because uh, I really wanted to ask you about. Because I always like asking guests about strategy questions. Because I think the you know the viewers get a lot about. Different mm -hmm. viewpoints of, of how to create a really good research strategy. So definitely have to get you back on for that. Okay. Well, they did, okay. And they did say and there are other questions. So make sure you get on the link. Okay. And that way you'll be able to answer other questions that we may have not Maybe. been able to okay. get into. Okay. Um, but they did state, just to let you know, Brian, they were like, this is great information. So uh, okay. they were very happy with what we had, were able to talk to the guys uh -huh. about. Okay. But yes, you have to come on one of our vent days because this almost turned into a vent day for me. <laughs> so again, I want to apologize, but y'all know me. So <laughs> this it was wonderful. But yes, I'm so glad to finally have you on the show. And this was awesome. Thank you. You Thank are a you. great start to black, black history. <laughs> Thank you. Great start. And I applaud you all for uh, what you all are doing. This is Thank you. a great thing. It's it just it's, it's so nice to see, you know, different people doing different things to get, you know, to show the joy of genealogy. It's a joy. To show how, you know, okay, genealogy would change your life, really. It really does. I mean, it really, it, it, it kind of it does change your life. Oh, my God. Does it? <laughs> that could be another show. Yeah. So uh, that's why. I, my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I greatly applaud this and others who are doing 
things to show. You know, genealogy is powerful. Yes, it is. You know, yes. it's, it's powerful. So let's keep doing it, you know. Let's, that's why let's keep of, inspiring others to, you know. Do the same thing. Do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why one of my yeah. most popular speaking speaking engagement series is called Discovering My American Identity. Oh, Because even though okay. you know, I spent the first 20 years of my life living in this country, mm -hmm. never felt like an American until I, until I started doing genealogy. And it's like, damn, I've got, not only do I have roots in this country, I mm -hmm. have Back to day one. Wow, to deep day, roots. Back to right. Day one. But right. that's what right. our African American right. children need to know. They need to and, know that and they, too. And they don't know that. No, you know? they don't. So that's what that's all about. It's yeah. about teaching your kid genealogy. That's how genealogy changes your life. Yeah. Because you start to realize, oh, I wasn't just a blob before 1870. I right. was everything before 1870. Right. You know, it was it was doing my research. That taught me that there were over 1,500 African-American representatives after the Civil after War. Civil War right. They do not teach Reconstruction, because if they mm -hmm. taught Reconstruction, mm -hmm. then you'd be teaching some black American history. Mm -hmm. You'd see you that American, to. yeah, you'd see that American history and black history is meld. Mm -hmm. it's, it's put right. together. Right. And and that's one of the things that they, they don't teach it. Mm -hmm. But you know, Okay, I'm sorry. No, no. No, no make I, the point. Make the but point. I mean, because then... No, they, oh, oh, you stop. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> and then you're going to tell me that research, that, that, that um, what I'm saying is revision. I'm not teaching revision. No. I'm teaching truth. You're teaching truth. Well, that's you when they get upset yeah. with me because I'm like, I'm sorry, but you were taught the revised. You were taught right. the revised <laughs> version. So, so let us educate that. you on what really happened, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We, we have three minutes left. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, you know, it's... I don't know. I get so passionate about. I'm very passionate about this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm pressed for kids to do it. I'm pressed for children to learn about it. I did a challenge. You know how Facebook gives you your memories, mm -hmm. and I did a challenge, and I'm going to do that challenge again right now mm -hmm. to you guys, for myself, to the genealogists that are watching, to those who are watching. I challenge every genealogist to go to at least one school and talk. And talk. That's a good idea. I do. I mm -hmm. challenge that because if we do that, it starts letting not just our children know, mm -hmm. but other children of other race need to know too. Because right, right. I don't need for Sally to think that you're better than my child simply because of your race. Right. You think that you're doing all of this because your race supposedly did all of these things. When your stuff couldn't have been done without my grandfather having, or my great grandfather, right. what have you, right. doing his part. Right. There right. was a part that was played in it, and mm -hmm. those are the things that's not being taught. Right. That part that was played. And that was omitted from the history book. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a great idea. If, it, if there are any teachers, you know, who are logged on, you know, give your students a genealogy project. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a genealogy project. Yeah, those things yeah. are something else. Those are dangerous. Yeah. Genealogy yeah. projects are dangerous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But again, thank you so much for joining us in the studio. Okay. Thank yes. you for having me. Yes, yes. I had fun. So next week. Okay. You want to talk about next week's show? I'll leave that to you. What is next week? That, that, that was Shelly. That's, that's, that's Shelly, isn't it? Oh, yes. Sorry. So next week, we're going to be joined 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Shelly Murphy, and she's going to be telling us and talking about a big project that's going on with the University of Virginia. Uh, it involves 
finding the descendants oh, yeah. of the people of the that university. were enslaved yeah. at the University of Virginia. That's excellent. Yeah, yep. that's going to be great. Yep. That's Way gonna to be go, Shelly. Yes, <laughs> that's going to be a great show. So, okay, guys, we're back and we're coming back strong. Family, his Black History Month is starting. Thank you for um, coming in again, Melvin. Get ready, guys, because we're doing stuff that, that most people don't talk about. We're determined to teach more Black History. So, once again, I'm Donya. I'm Brian. Thank you very much for spending your Sunday with us. And you guys have a great, great day.